And of course, I'm not on the camera. There we go. Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live. Tonight we have musician, actor from Dashcam, Annie Hardy. Annie, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. I've been excited about talking to you all week. And I want to thank you so much uh, for coming on the show and just talking about your experiences. You are a very busy person. You're involved in a lot of different stuff. Before we get to the movie, which you are the star in, and that is Dashcam. We'll get to that in, in a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about some of your other stuff. You are a musician. You have an album out that's called uh, Giant Drag. It's uh, available uh, at least on Spotify and I'm assuming some other places as well. Uh, what can you tell us about Giant uh, Giant Drag? Is this your first album? Uh, Giant Drag is actually my band name. And so oh. Giant Drag has been around since 2005. And uh, yeah, it's a band that really lives up to the name, I guess. And then I have a solo uh project which is even more depressing uh just under my name i have a couple records out my favorite records actually are my solo stuff and um yeah i'm making a new giant drag album as we speak i was just in the studio with joe cardamone um who produces most of my records last night so that should be cool although i don't really know why i do this anymore at this point but uh, it's your passion. It's your passion. Yeah. So, I mean, when did acting come into the picture for you? I mean, it's kind of weird because I'm, I wouldn't call myself an actor. I've only been in a few movies mm -hmm. and my character is always just me. So is that acting? Yeah, or, it counts. I, I guess it does count. Um, but it, yeah, it, I guess it came, well, my mom is a playwright. She wrote plays growing up and like not your average plays like she would write she had a play about suicide a play about falling in love with her gay best friend who had aids and then died and that sounds then, really depressing it is very depressing and then one about cats that were in a pound and had to be adopted before christmas it was a musical called kitty claws and the magic of dreaming so as you can see it really ran the gamut there but like i think i would have something to do with the uh, not the AIDS one, but the other two, okay. like, you know, and she would tour like um, institutions like uh, what is that place where orphans live before they get adopted? Orphanage. Called? Thank you. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> and then like uh, juvenile halls, prisons and stuff and do the play and then do like a Q&A with people. So it was like to help people not commit suicide at high schools and like the jocks yeah. with but anyway, so I guess that's where I was first exposed to thespians. And then, uh, yeah, I got random things like Spike Jones film. I was in playing a robot version of myself right after he did Where the Wild Things Are. And then a great movie called The Icarus Line Must Die, where I'm literally playing myself. That is awesome. I mean, I could you could tell from what your mom's done. You definitely have the, the creative blood in you, and you could tell where the music comes from, the acting. Uh, you also have this thing called band car. It's a part of the movie as well, but uh, you call it the Internet's number one live improvised music show broadcast from a moving vehicle. That's a mouthful. 
It is. What exactly it, is Bancar? So I used to do Bancar. It's kind of like not got a place to be done from. It used to be a Periscope thing. Um, and it's me driving a car, making a beat on a second cell phone or iPad, and the live viewers writing in a series of one word in uppercase letters for me to incorporate into the song that I'm making and I'll like freestyle rap. And then together, me and the audience, who I'm figuring aren't really getting their creative like works in every day because of the fact that they're watching me do it instead. <laughs> so in so doing, they get to actually be creative and if only for a moment, feel a slight hint of that spark of life instead of being Absolutely. We're going to talk about how Bancar uh, ties into uh, Dashcam in a minute. But I also want to talk about your podcast. You're the host of Empath of Least Resistance. Um, mm -hmm. What is the main theme of your podcast? I mean, it kind of is like a, a dual. I mean, it's like spirituality kind of. I don't know. I found my way to spiritual awakening via like narcissistic abuse. Like I went in kind of a narc, but then sometimes a narcissist will, who's a much worse one than you will come in and narc you off your pedestal, uh -huh. so to speak. And like, and so via something very bad, like narc abuse and, and a terrible like ego death. And, you know, I was able to be sort of, renewed and reborn into this new person that I never expected to be. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, but it touches on conspiracy, narc abuse, narcs, borderlines, histrionic personality disorder. And uh, yeah. And, and Jesus. That's great. Okay. So now let's talk about the movie. Uh, first off, the movie is directed by Rob Savage. He did the very popular 2021 film host uh how did you meet or get to know rob savage well i got set up with rob through the producer of my podcast jed shepherd who's one of the writers and yeah, I know jed. Yeah. and so yeah jed had always said i want to make a band car horror film because it was i would be doing band car and people were always saying there's someone behind you like in the back seat you know like and so I think that inspired him, gave him the idea. I, of course, didn't bank on it happening. And so when we were in the pandemic and he hit me up, he's like, hey, like, Coast is like the biggest horror film in the world right now. And we just got a Blumhouse deal and we want to make Bancar Horror Film as our first film of the deal. I was like, Now, okay. I got to tell you, a Blumhouse deal, that is no small feat right there. That's an accomplishment. And to have you be in the very first of the project that they're doing, that's awesome. I mean, J Jason Blum. Stupid. I don't know which one. I thought it was like maybe maybe Rob Savage has a sort of like a death wish or something. He wants to be canceled, take the pressure off. I don't know. It yeah. worked out. The movie was great. I love Dash Cam. Now, okay, so you play yourself. And I am going to phrase that. I will... You, you play it Annie Hardy. So this next question, I'm going to phrase it as to not get myself in trouble. I'm going to ask you, how would you describe Annie? And how different is Dashcam Annie from the real Annie? Right. 
It's a good question. You and see, one, that's, I, that's playing it safe right there. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Okay, so <laughs> I think Rob, like, overestimated the intelligence of the average human being in this world. And so, like, it's, it's about, I would say, 94% my real self with, you know, the remainder being this kind of asshole, like, you know, like, narc, like, like, uh, Narc obnoxious obnoxious to be sure and i myself can be a little obnoxious but i don't think that i would um do a lot of those things i don't know there was a lot i, I was really nervous about doing this especially with the element that rob wanted it to be me an asshole um <laughs> to make it more entertaining but that's the exact element that made people hate it so i don't know uh, I think it would have been better to go in with some sort of intention, like, hey, we're trying to, like, show people that a MAGA hat doesn't mean someone voted for Trump, because I didn't vote for Trump in real life or in the movie as my character, you know? Like, yeah. um, voting's not real. Politics aren't real. It's called the world stage for a great reason. And I voted for Kanye just in case voting was real, and I'm wrong. You know, and I only did it because it was a mail-in. But, you know, I voted for Obama in his first term. Like, I didn't vote for Trump. Okay. Because I, whatever. But, like, and in the film, it doesn't say that I did either. It's like, she voted for Kanye. It says in the comments, if you have, like, mm -hmm. the ability to read those and watch a movie at the same time, which, surprisingly, I don't. I can make the beat, drive the car, do the freestyle, and read the, the scroll in real life, but in the movie, I can't do it. Well, it sounds like Jed, uh, Rob, and Gemma also did the writing on this film as well. They picked you for a very particular reason, because the character that they wanted, it was you, you know? And I from what you're telling me, that is why they selected you. And that 6%, that you said was not you, they felt very confident that you can pull off and you did it. And I'll give you a specific scene and example. When you're in that uh, restaurant pickup with Stretch and mm -hmm. you have your full-blown obnoxious, I'm not putting on a COVID mask uh, yeah. layout, is that part of the 6% that's not you? Correct. That okay. was one of the worst days of filming. Anytime I had to do something where it was like, not like that because my conscious mind knew i was acting but like my whatever you want to call it my yeah. child did not know and so it was it was traumatic to be screamed at you know i'm a very very sensitive person you don't get to like be able to do what i do and be like an open vessel and to to the energy of creativity and then not be negatively affected by stuff like that or the backlash of people telling me they hope I die in a fiery car accident, yeah. like in Gatham. It's like, okay. It's a, it's a catch-22, because on one hand, I could be really good at something, but I'm also really ill-equipped to deal with. It, yeah, you know? I get it. Like, the Annie that we see in the film is very thick-skinned. At least that's, what the, that's the act that she puts on. She's right. thick-skinned. Nothing you can say can bother me. I'm going to do and say whatever the hell I want. And I totally get uh, what you're trying to say. Now, when you met Rob and Jed, 
how did they, when they explained to you how the part of you that's going to be different, did you have serious reservations about doing this project at all? Fuck yeah. But I didn't have them until it was like a couple days before. And I was reading, because there, there's no script. Yeah. It's an outline with maybe a couple like one-liners here and there, but it was just like a couple pages of like, this happens and then they do this and all the words. Wow. Were like so the whole improvised. movie is, is ad lib pretty much. That's, yeah, that's almost awesome. the entire thing. And ironically, this Icarus line must die movie I was in was just like that too. And even the Spike Jones film I was in, he had us improvise at a rehearsal and then wrote a script out of, so it's weird. Those are my like, uh, do you realize now I've spoken to, I speak to a lot of actors, but do mm -hmm. you realize that, I mean, some actors are good at it, and some are the, some other actors. If they don't have a script, they don't know what to do. So, I mean, that is a huge talent that you're able yeah. to have done three movies that are basically without a script. They just put you in the scenario and they say, "Annie, just go hog wild and do what you do best." Yeah, and it's it's more fun for me. I don't know if I could do a film that was a typed up script situation. I'm not like a clone you know so yeah. i don't really desire to do that like um i love to be in the flow state and like be just like in the moment and most people don't maybe like that or some people are very into their ritualistic like routines and stuff like that yeah and i'm not really one for that as much but um yeah i don't know it's weird that I didn't get a writer credit on the film, I would think, since, like, I didn't... You came you know, up with 90% or more of the lines. Yeah, How was it working with Amar, who plays Stretch? Um, he was brought into this. I'm assuming he didn't have any lines either. You guys had great chemistry. You can tell that you he gets very annoyed at you. But yet he cannot abandon you. He loves you. You're his friend. And you feel the same about him. You, He annoys you. You call him pussy. You call him all these names. But you can't abandon him. So what was it like working with Amar that made it click so well for the movie? Mm, well, you know, Rob had us hang out in a Zoom call like this on several occasions. He tried to do a lot of like team building type shit there was one day where everyone was forced to do some sort of escape house thing on zoom and i was not doing that because it was fake like i don't know like, how that would work on zoom but okay <laughs> you get these clues i was like this is so fucking stupid but he wanted to do a host thing what is it called a seance and i was like no bitch i got enough demons in my life like no thank you and so yeah i'm great we're both gemini's and like yeah i don't know he's either a great actor or he's a cool guy i don't know which well, one <laughs> whatever it was you guys definitely had the chemistry on this on the set it definitely worked rob shows us that annie uh in band car has an average of about 30 to 50 viewers of course as the night progresses it gets a little bit higher but i think he does that intentionally uh, to show that Annie is not doing this for attention, but Annie is doing this because it's what she truly believes. Do you agree with that statement? Yeah, I mean... I mean, does what she does, says what she says, and so on. True, yes. And 
like uh, I was I was given a great acting coach called Dave Nolan over there and over Zoom here before doing the film for a couple sessions to like teach me how to do horror film breathing and shit like that. And he had me kind of, he was trying to get me to, you know, it became very apparent to me that the people, Jed, Gemma, Rob, you know, everyone involved thought that I was just some complete piece of shit the way that they wrote this movie because he's like, so what's Annie's motivation? Like, she just wants to be famous. Like, no, bitch, she already is famous. Like, I'm a famous musician in England, at least. I don't give a fuck. Band car was like the opposite of fit, wanting to be famous. Yeah. It was wanting to be not famous. But I had this experience in like 2014 on this amazing tour overseas where like all the people of England banded together to help me accomplish this feat as my usual bad luck afflicted like haphazard self. And I experienced self-actualization after which all I wanted to do was try to help other people to realize that they have the power within themselves to become happy and free and break free from this like illusion that is this fucked up toilet shit world, you know? And so creativity was one of the ways I was able to do that and feel a sense of freedom and all these things that this slave world doesn't really get to experience. So I started Bancar with the intention to help others to create and inspire maybe and it didn't make it's never made me look good i can't watch band car it's fucking cringe olympics you know but um it was clear that they thought this had something to do with the pursuit of fame but i already had achieved that and if anything band car was my pursuit of anti-fame and just trying to help people because yeah. that's what matters in this life not these fucking fake movies, these fucking fake people in the entertainment industry, these pieces of shit that you find everywhere in the world. It's like what matters is when you can live with an open heart and magnetize others who are living that heart-based, love-based life toward you and, and create and feel relief from this oppressive, suffering-filled lifetime through being creative. I love that. I, I really do. I'm, I'm, I'm you know... I've never said this before, but I'm loving this interview right now. Oh, I, I got to ask you, you kick some demon ass in this movie, okay? We don't really get to see that in movies. Um, was that part of the script? You know, you said they wrote outlines about what happens. Or did you sort of work that in there? Were you re seriously, in the first half of the film, whether you love Annie, whether you hate her, by the end of the film, everybody's rooting for you to kick some ass and you do and yeah. you, you <laughs> no, that was definitely in the in the outline and they had like this was like a professional movie and everything so they had you know uh like stunt people and i had a, my beautiful stunt double anna was there and and nate was showing but there was one stunt of my own that i did where i get sucked into the back seat by uh -huh. Angela, which was kind of fun but yeah, I don't know what's wrong with these stump people. They must be like S&M, like freakazoids, you know? <laughs> but, because that shit hurts, and it's like not, I don't like getting hurt, call me crazy, but yeah. A lot of the movie, actually, especially the end, is Anna, my stunt double. I, so. Either way, I think it's great how they did it, how, you know, 
you kick the ass of the demon. And what's amazing about Annie is through the horrific shit that you have to go through that night. Yeah, when you're in it, you're scared, you're running, but you always get your composure back really quickly. What do you attribute that to? Like, you know, when you kick the demon's ass, you're busting rhymes two minutes later. Oh, yeah, because that's where you get the relief from the trauma. You, every When I was severely traumatized after a, a uh, horrific bout of narcissistic abuse, the thing I did was I started freestyling. Because I had two roommates here at the time, and I was like, these people are going to think I'm a psycho if they just hear me talking to myself, which I was. Because a traumatized person must tell their story to relieve the pressure of the trauma. So. Mm-hmm. I was like, what if I just make it sing song and make it a rap and start rhyming? And in so doing, I became a pretty good freestyler. Yeah. All those raps in the film are freestyles. Like, because I, I hold a lot of trauma, so I practiced a lot. Let's talk about that freestyle. One of my most favorite scenes in the movie is the end credits. Oh, where, yeah, I, I mean, that is genius. You go through the entire list of credits Busting a rhyme, matching everybody, not caring who you kick down, knock over. Did you well, run? Let me just say, Rob specifically told me be as nasty as possible because I came in doing little inside jokes and sweet things. And as he did on the rest of the film, Rob's like, be the biggest piece of human shit that you can be, basically. And so, I, you know, he's a director, so I had to do it. You wrote that whole thing? Of course, yeah. I freestyled the whole thing. We did it all in one perfect take. So you didn't write it. You freestyled that whole... Freestyled it, yeah. Damn. And the first one was one take for seven minutes. But then Jason Blum saw it, and he's like, why didn't she say my name? I want her to say mine. And then we had to go back. We did, like, hours upon hours of freestyle. Because every time we would get in the car, we would just press record and he would hold up his phone with the list of names and I would go through all of them and then he edited it together. So it kind of looks like it wasn't a freestyle due to that, but it was a series of takes of all freestyle. I, I never would have guessed you freestyled that whole thing because you're right, it was seven to eight minutes. and I'm better at freestyling than I am like pen to paper writing at least. I, I refuse to like put effort toward rapping because I'm, you know. Besides I'm freestyling and rapping, you have an amazing voice. You're you, you're a brilliant, beautiful singer. Um, I mean, what is your preference right now as far as your music going forward? You want to stick with the freestyling? You want to go more to the traditional stuff? Because I've seen your videos, I've listened to your songs. Which way would you like to go? Do you want to keep doing all of them? Um. I mean, they're all different. I'm a Gemini. There's two of me. I like can get very seri- serious and I let my all the sadness and bullshit that's inside me, anger and resentment out in my real music. And I can't imagine ever putting effort toward like a rap career. Yeah. As a 41 year old white woman. I don't think that makes too much sense. But I guess the movie just came out with me in it where I'm doing some something similar but i don't know yeah i just stick to the real songs whenever and however they come out and 
Well, whichever you do, it's yeah. going to be great. And uh, IMDb says you're currently filming another movie right now, and you mentioned it as you're not filming another movie. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. maybe they were talking about um, this film called God's Country that I have a cameo in where I'm okay. improvising the lines and playing myself. Would you ever do a movie that has a script with your lines sure, written out? If it, cool, if it was a cool one, but I don't foresee that. I feel like Dashcam despite being a fictional horror film has gotten me real life canceled from this left-leaning you know psychotic entertainment industry that we're in but it's to be determined i don't really give a shit either way i don't like i don't like putting people in the boxes i think you're great the way you are you're unique you're special i want to thank you so much i love this interview the movie guys is called dash cam it's available right now on video on demand uh, it came out just last month, June 3rd, so it's really brand new, and it's gaining traction as time goes by. A lot of people never heard of it when it came out. Now we're a month and a half in, and it's it's starting to gain a lot of traction. Check it out. Our guest, Annie, here is the main star. She is the lead. She is 95% of the movie. Uh, she is you're going to see an obnoxious Annie. You're going to see a heroic Annie. You're going to see an Annie that you want to smack up inside the back of the head. You're going to see an Annie that you just want to hug the shit out of. I want to thank you so much. Do you have any final thoughts you want to share before we go? Always. I would just like to remind those who maybe are thinking of watching the movie who might be on the narcissism end of the scale of things that only narcs get offended. And I would hate to see one more person not be able to have a good time because this movie's not real. I don't know if we've all lost the ability to. There are people out there that cannot just, it's sad, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it is sad. So it's not real. If you get mad at my character, that's not me. You know, if you get mad, then you're doing it wrong. It's not a documentary. It's it's a fiction film. Angela's not an actual demon. Yes. I'm not an actual Trumper. So everyone fucking relax out there. We got enough problems. Like, I don't think me being a alleged Trumper is a problem. Look to the government exactly. and the forces of that rule this world, the entertainment industry and big pharma. Exactly. Don't hate me. Don't me, please. If you're a horror fan, you got to check this out. It does not follow the traditional route of horror movies. You're going to see stuff that goes completely the other way. Thank you, Annie. This has been a fabulous interview. Thank you to our audience, those who are tuning in live, and those who will watch this later on. On behalf of Annie Hardy and myself, stay safe and stay walking. Good night, everybody.